I'm hooked on a feeling of podcasting. Hello. This is Henry Gilbert. Uh, H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G frame. I'm a little drunker than I usually am when recording Cape Crisis, the comic book podcast about graphic novels, sequential art, and other things. What? And I am here with... Christopher Antista. And... Uh, Brett Elston. Hello, guys. You really are. You had a cut. You're a little toasty. I drank that cider really quick, guys. Indeed you didn't. Mm, I found out, guy, listeners, I found out that the pizza place where we always, always, always eat before podcasts. I, full, I finally found out now that they sell cider. Uh, made by Stella. I didn't know Stella made a cider. A cidre, as it's spelled. Oops. But uh, yeah, that they, uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> that laser time hasn't come out yet. Anyway, we, yeah, we, um, we've been drinking there for so many years mm-hmm. and they never looked at the fridge behind them. I don't know if you've heard this from female comedians of the 1980s, Chris, but men have, <laughs> men have refrigerator blindness. They don't see what's in a refrigerator. No, not at all. And Except what looks yummy. Mm-hmm. They see the one thing that's in front of them. Mm-hmm. And, Is this but, true? Uh, this is a comedian thing. If I'm to believe Paula Poundstone, I knew it was Paula Poundstone. I knew I Ellen, really Ellen wanted a deeper. I wanted a deeper reference than that, but Paula Poundstone was always kind Wendy of, Liebman. Fuck yeah, she's <laughs> she's actually the one who I heard do that joke on Doctor Katz. Wow, did I, all right, I'm yeah. good. Uh, oh well, Take let me know when we're not on this topic. Wendy Liebman, you're not a you're not a deep comic book reference. Uh, ought to do more talking and less whining. Am I right? Hey, you said comic podcast. We can talk about Wendy Liebman and Doctor Katz all day long. I'm Christopher Atista. Yeah, my words are. Uh, That's all right, buddy. And with us as always is uh, what I introduced him. Is introduced one and a half ciders in Henry Gilbert? Love I this. had two ciders. Ask me anything you want to know about comic books, Henry. I'll tell you because uh, I am the authority now that I can talk a little better than you. All right, but guys. I'm going to refocus this. Got it. My teeth hurt a little. Oh, man. All that cocaine to, that was in your beard. I should go to a dentist. Is uh, it your teeth or your gums? Teeth. When was the last time you got your teeth taken care of, Elson? Uh, I go like twice a year. Do you, I, I didn't go for five years. I didn't go for six or seven. And my dentist scolded me <laughs> because I never had a cavity in my life growing up. My mm-hmm. mom said she took these weird calcium pills and never had a tooth problem. And my dentist was like... Foreign, shame on you. <laughs> you have beautiful teeth. You let the ruin. Do you floss? Never. <laughs> <sighs> so she she wanted me to come to her like every month to like I do clean teeth for you. you, you it's, it's a waste <laughs> yeah, of good I teeth. I can't trust you. Yeah, uh, it is a waste of good teeth. But she also wouldn't see me without a Valium prescription because oh, I would, yeah, I would I wince and cry story. and kick with pain. Yeah, I I was never that bad of a patient with, mm-hmm. when it came to dentistry. But I haven't... Boy, you know, I've been paying... Technically, I've been paying for, like, this dental care just and it. insurance. It's a sick all day. This. You I just, just take never the day use off. It. Boy, I should. Mm-hmm. What if I just said I went to the dentist? It's like scheduling skin? a day off. You're paid for those hours, my friend. But enough about dentistry, guys. Oh. Come on. Oh. There's something I want to talk about, which is... Us accidentally being right about something with, <laughs> like 18 hours before it happened. That was a really hap- like unhappy accident. What? You should be happy. I be don't... happy for her living... I, uh, no, I and, am. I just, yeah. like, I hate to... I feel like one of those people who cared or was invested in Ellen mm-hmm. Page's sexuality who needed 
her to come out just because mm. <laughs> I predicted it. My gaydar never benefits me, ever. <laughs> ever. It's only, well, as someone who isn't gay, like, why would it benefit you? Because, How could it benefit you? Because my Michelle Rodriguez prediction was on point. <laughs> uh, my Ellen Page prediction was on point. And they're both beautiful lasses who I enjoy very much on film. <laughs> and the fact that I had to remove the fantasy of them ever <laughs> sleeping with me. Or <laughs> does it make it even more... Fantasy. You'd be the one to turn them. Is that is that the fantasy? You'd have? I, I, I guess I could go that, but I don't have a lot of confidence here, even in my <laughs> fantasies. <laughs> yeah, I, I wonder how many people have that gross fantasy. Just like I'd show them. No, it, even in even my fantasy brain is like, well, never mind. <laughs> well, no, never the chance mind. is like you'll never sleep with any fantasy. I think there does have your to whole be life like, some kind of realism to it. And I'm that that sex scene in Super. With mm. Ellen Page, is probably technically gross, but it 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 fuels my mm. libido in the same way like that blue velvet sexy. Uh, well, scene now does. that one is like super fetishy. Like which the, one? When he he's in the closet. Yeah. Oh, what am, what are we getting at? Oh god. Oh god. I think we're discovering things about you. I need to put on. Oh. <laughs> Happy place. Happy place. Happy place. Uh, you are a straight male. You love your girlfriend. <sighs> anyway, I, I did think it was cool that I, I thought it was cool that Ellen Page came out, and that I think it sucked for her that I like she thought she had to keep it in, or that she couldn't like she wouldn't get cast in movies. I do think that's still probably a thing that like mm-hmm. out actresses. Yeah. Not that. I don't think it's homophobia so much as I, I I bet there are just producers who go like, well, you're a good lead if even subconsciously mm-hmm. the males who we are recording for these films want to have sex with you. And if they think they can't have sex with you, then you're no good to we us. We want them like, to think that they can. <laughs> it, it is a little bit of that, and it, it was a sad... I don't remember if, we talked, if I talked about that with you, but they are cast in roles where they don't have to be sexually appealing. Mm-hmm. Ellen Page in, in Inception yeah. and and X-Men doesn't feel- have to be and Juno mm-hmm. are not sex, are not treated like sexual objects and they get a chance to shine. I feel like she was choosy of her roles. Mm-hmm. It, well, it's funny to think back on this now for how much I don't think she's into uh, how much I don't think she is into being in um being in Beyond Two Souls. Uh-huh. But at Comic-Con, of all places, mm-hmm. two years ago, I saw her on a Beyond Two Souls panel. And she was like, one of the reasons she signed up for it, she said, was because like she just doesn't get any good scripts for women yes. in, in, in Hollywood. Like She just gets shitty scripts all the time. Mm-hmm. And this... Game script seemed better, mm-hmm. you know. Though in it, she had to she played straight and had a love interest and mm-hmm. had to act with him and stuff. And straight and super, and super mm-hmm. is a fucking fantastic movie. But from the directors of Guardians of the Galaxy, That's which right. you might hear about later, and she plays a straight person, and it's it's awesome. It's a role that I don't know that any just anybody could have played at mm-hmm. all. It was, and she's such a fucking psychopath. <laughs> it's great. I wanted to point out, uh, SuperheroHot.com oh, posted uh, 17 new photos of the cast of Days of Future Past. Okay. And it's, you know, it's 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 the cast. But it's it's less covery and yeah, it, it's, cheesy background. covers to Empire. Empire yeah. yeah, it's the, you know, uh, press center character art version <laughs> of all the people. Key art, I believe we call it. Key that. art. Um, art. But 
Ellen. So, so let me let me go. Let me scroll through these two for you guys. So here's here's. Oh man, that's not Kelsey Grammer. They all look kind of bad. So here's Fassbender's yeah. Magneto with his eh, tiny arms and. I don't like those. His abdomen plate. Diminished chest. Yeah. Uh, Quicksilver actually looks better. Way he better. looks way better in that. Like, one. see, that just looks. That does look like an arrogant. He, he now looks yeah. like yeah. He looks like a British uh, talent show host and less <laughs> like beat from uh, Jet Set Radio. Yeah, and then you have Storm, which is like that oh hair is goodness. pretty awful. Yeah. She looks like she's forty five. She looks or like 50. a metalunin. Everyone's starting to look super <laughs> metalunin. Thanks, Hank. Uh, he looks. Uh, Ian McKellen still looks pretty one. decent. Can't spell Magneto without Nito. Uh, and then here's Ellen Page. Uh, <laughs> well, that's just Ellen Page, like that's, in, an, in an afternoon. That's crazy like, cat lady. Uh, yeah. yeah, well, yeah, the hair is nuts. like she just like, looks like there's no there's no hints of like sh- of Kitty Pride in here at all. Is it because are you are you used to Kitty Pride in the ponytail? Well, yeah, Kitty does normally have a ponytail mm-hmm. or Professor um, Pride. And here's Blink. Who oh. is that? She, she's I think that's an Bishop. alternate universe. No, no, no she's an alternate no, universe. No, no. the actress. Oh, <laughs> uh, god damn it! I know Doesn't she? Blink, Blink has blue skin though. Uh, in the Age of Apocalypse, at least. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. Speaking of some, uh, look at that! Look at the red. I cape think on Bishop, Bishop looks good. Bishop looks oh, Augustus good. from and Oz, he's, and he's got the M on his eye. Oh, he does. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, but I, I was just more like, wow, really? What about this... Jennifer Lawrence? How foxy so, does she look? She looks pretty great, but that face looks photoshopped to shit. Well, it all so. looks photoshopped. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that doesn't. That looks like shades of her face put on Mystique's body. I just saw American Hustle, and she is absolutely the best part. She's great in the movie. She, yeah, everybody's really good in that, but she is the best part, even yes. though she's playing like the crazy. Don't you wish? And I can now lady. confirm that it's going up against Wolf of Wall Street, mm-hmm. a Martin Scorsese movie. Is going up against a movie done in the style of a Martin Scorsese Very movie much, twenty yeah. years ago. Yeah, it is a ninety early nineties Scorsese, and and Scorsese now is like going eighty miles faster. Than yes, that. he's already made, he's, he's fucking seventy. And made a polarizing film. It's yeah, great. love Wolf of Wall Street. The yeah the you know I complained about the parts for women in the Wolf of Wall Street in American Hustle. Her and Amy Adams did a very good job. Bitches and like, sluts, Hank. Yeah, exactly. Take it. Uh, I love the part where she sings Live and Let Die. <laughs> but yeah, how Ellen Page's uh, uh, coming out is related to Ooh. comic books is I've read two funny stories uh, about one that when they talked about like Ellen Page, she's really great and she's she's her next movie mm-hmm. is uh, well, her next movie is X-Men and the one after that. Uh, apparently she's just been cast in. She is Julianne Moore's lover, love lesbian lover. May December, hey, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, May September. Julianne Moore is, I think, older than you're getting. She's mm-hmm. fifty at best. Are you sure? She's aged very well. You see her in a naked in a movie like thirty years ago. Shortcuts was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. That's true. But uh, but come on, she was I, so I, I good. Love She's Moore. the great. Fine, best. she is the great. The great. She is. She great. is Julianne the great. Elson, anyway. weigh in on Julianne Moore. Your thoughts? She's fine. Hey, there we go. Elson says she's fine. Praise from out high. That has uh, been Elson. I liked thoughts. her a lot in uh, Thirty Rock. And uh, yeah, oh yeah, the, that accent. Man, it was so intense. Oh, yeah. It was too intentionally bad. <laughs> but okay. But anyway, in the article, they also pointed out mm. this is on somewhat of a cheeky website. But uh, they had never heard of Kitty Pride before. <laughs> but when they talk about the name Kitty Pride, they're like, that's I, basically Pussy Pride. I get like, it, yes. Like, ah, she's a proud of her pussy. Get it? Like, 
I should be saying. Did that she one. ever go by her superhero name anymore? No. Well, no what, what, her name was stupid. It was Pride, Sprite and Shadowcat. Both mm-hmm. weren't great. Like she's like, no, I'm Kitty Pride. Mm-hmm. Like that's my yeah. name. Like, and she had this awesome scene in all new X Men. Like I, had, I complained on here before about uh, how in Uncanny X and uh, Uncanny Avengers mm-hmm. there was this whole scene where Havoc has this press conference right like, about, about the M word he's like mutant is a divisive word and we're all humans we just some of us has powers and some don't and Hermes I, Imperial and I don't like the the M word and it's like well, that's a weird stance for Marvel to take all of a sudden with the word mutant <laughs> but then in all new X-Men which I read months later in this collection <laughs> they have an issue that takes place right as he's having that press conference and Kitty Pride. Or like uh, the the time displaced mutants and Kitty mm-hmm. Pride watch it, and they're like, "Wait, mutants a bad word? I we shouldn't be calling ourselves mutants or something." And then she said, "She has this awesome yeah, story. You should just read read the story she tells for oh, herself." It, it's but an it, all new X Men. Yeah, it's like number six, mm-hmm. I think it is. It's right before they fight Mystique. But she has this I great story that. about growing up Jewish and mm-hmm. and owning up to being Jewish and. Not hiding from that word and how she thinks like it would be silly to stop calling yourself a mutant and how she's not going to do it. And I was like, that's a cool scene for that character. And also for Brian Michael Bendis to say like, that's bad writing and I reject that. I just, I love the idea of like Spider Island is a reality and everybody has Spider-Man powers. And someone goes on Fox News and like these goddamn web slingers. Whoa, whoa, whoa! We do not call them web slingers on this show, Mister. <laughs> Feel free to get a, get a rise these of this. Web slingers. It's not think, not funny. Thinking they can climb Son our skyscrapers. These web slingers come into our country and take our buildings. <laughs> Shooting spider fluid in our faces. Sometimes it dissipates in three hours. Sometimes it doesn't. Depends <laughs> on the mixture. Spider fluid dissipates in one hour. And then... Also, depends on the mixture. Hey. Also, uh, the other thing I read about it was that there was this article saying like, oh, all these people came out to uh, to support her on Twitter. All these different celebrities. And, and I saw that there was like Kristen Stewart, Anna Kendrick, uh, male mm. celebrities... Deborah Messing, um, but uh, I don't know why I saw and the rest yeah. and the professor. <laughs> but all these celebrities came out uh, to support her, Shirley Temple, including a lot of her co-stars from X Men, mm-hmm. Patrick Stewart being one of them. And then the like someone in I believe uh, it was in a, in a British tabloid. You go, girl. They named him as one of the gay castmates who supported her. Mm. And then he's just oh, like Patrick Stewart. They, he said that Patrick. They yeah. They just said gay castmates like Patrick Stewart supported her. And then he he had two funny responses to it. He said like he said you can't catch gay from just hanging out with gay <laughs> all the time like I do with Ian McKellen. If, if I were to tell you, if, like, but someone not connected with a lot of media, if I were to just tell you that Sir Patrick Stewart and Sir Ian McKellen lived in a little hideaway yeah. on on Cod Island with one another, you would totally believe me. It would be believable. It, they'd be the best couple in the but, universe. But instead, he has a, a new wife, a half his age. Gross wife. Yeah. Gross but, wife. Uh, but probably even less half his age. She's very cute. I'm saying uh, it's gross that he has a wife. But then, uh, then his other response was, well, this is better than reading stories that I'm dead. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. It was Those were funny responses. Poor pets, too. So that's what I was reading this week, guys. What about, uh, what about you? Uh, I read, I, I 
picked up uh, Sweet Tooth. I hadn't read Sweet Tooth at all yet. Oh, that book. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I suppose I should look up who actually writes it. Jeff Laramie? Jeff, Jeff something, <laughs> yes. Lemire? Lemire. And, uh, the, the guy who writes Animal Man and, and Swamp it's, Thing. It's described in the description as... Uh, I forgot, but something meets the road. Uh, mm-hmm. An apocalyptic event has happened. There's nobody really left in the universe, and this boy with uh, antlers mm-hmm. has never met another human being because his father has been afraid to show him the outside world. And slowly, the outside world creeps in, and mm-hmm. it's revealed like the only people immune to whatever plague has undergone humanity is uh, people with animal attributes are not susceptible. Ah. And it's intriguing enough to like go on. And he's called Sweet Tooth, adorably, because he's offered chocolate for the first time and loves it. And, uh, That's a sweet... Yeah, mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've read... All, I've always read good things about it. I just never put aside the time to read mm-hmm. it. That's not good. Well, I, th- I thought I'd take a, take a step back from the superhero stuff for the time being. Be, yeah. if, just to be the only one on this show. <laughs> the only panelist here. Hey, so. wait a minute. Yeah. I read... Uh, I can't remember. He the makes name it up. Move on. No. RVP car. I did read the first issue of Sex Criminals. It was pretty good. Yeah, I, I tried to find the rest of it on mm. Comicsology. Are they keeping it off Comicsology? I think Comicsology had an issue with its explicitness it, at some point. You but, know what it uh, did, and I, there got people out there who read Comicsology when iTunes, iTunes had an uh, issue with it being too sexually explicit. Comicsology never has that issue, so I believe. Uh, if you Maybe go, iTunes is keeping well, it Well, you can go buy it on Comixology's website and then download it to your iPad. Okay. It's not hosted on your iPad. See, that's I only read the first issue on my computer at home. Computer? Well, I was just sitting at it and I was like, oh yeah, I, I must write some tweet just about how cool Sex Criminals is. Mm-hmm. And then I went to Comixology and read the first issue. So, But it was really good. It's I, fantastic. I especially like that it, you know, the... The that it's it's kind of about a like a young girl growing up mm-hmm. and discovering masturbation, which I don't think is ever in. I don't think that's in any book usually. In anything. In anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just a very uncovered subject in American uh, media. Well, knowing how hard it is to get a woman to climax, I don't ever want to fucking envision them having to do that on their own. It seems like an arduous task. I feel like they could do it faster than you. You think so? Or you think they get like a 200 pound bean bag to brush up against them? That's probably how they do it, right? That's what a dildo they looks have like. A... <laughs> uh, I'm, yeah. I've never touched a woman. What a 200 pound bean bag that sweats. <laughs> what else have I. Yeah, see, you see why ladies like Ellen Page, they turn away from that. No, I, can, I do not understand how women have dealt with this for so long. Mm, yeah. I am disgusting. It's true. Mm hmm. Uh, what else? I, I did read some other comic books, but uh, I, I feel like I took over the conversation so mm-hmm. much at the start that Brett, I would love to hear from you. Uh, Just a look. Um, well, uh, <laughs> I haven't read many comic books lately. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I start. What did I do? I well, I was very sad because I finally finished Squared Circle. Mm-hmm. Which is what I've been reading oh, every the night. Book, the, the wrestling book. book. Yeah, yeah. Not a comic book, but the book about professional wrestling. And I finally finished it, and I was like, oh, man. <laughs> like, I was so enraptured with that book. It's so great. It's really good. Um, so it ramps up so well. Though. Yeah, really. Like, it, in, it ends with Benoit and Guerrero, which mm-hmm. is this really great mm-hmm. ending. Uh, it's, God, that wow. book, book was so great. And again, even the first, like, 100 pages, which are even, like, pre-1980, mm-hmm. it was still mm-hmm. like, this, I had no idea, like... 
Yeah. yeah. Anyway. And it had, and boy, now unfortunately has another dead wrestler to add to his book. The oh, Big yeah. Daddy V. Viscera slash King Mabel. He was totally from the time you were reading, but he was he was basically one of the fattest wrestlers to ever wrestle. He it, died? Of a massive heart attack at age 43. <laughs> How did Yokozuna die before him? Yokozuna was fat. Like, <laughs> he, was, he was like 500 pounds or something. 600 at, at the end. Uh, um, anyway, I so when I finished that, I was like, all right, Cape Crisis. Uh, what, what, what can I read? Time to do my homework. So I, 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 you, I talk, you read the new She-Hulk. Or was well, that, that was last, last week, week, and that was great. I would recommend continuing to read that. I need to get caught up on all my various X-Men things. Uh, I did. I'm halfway through the third Animal Man trade, which is starting the Rot World thing. Animal Man, which looking at it now, you know, because this, you know, this is when the problems happen. Well, it's uh, knowing knowing just accidentally opening it and then Grim sending me a screen of what looked well, what was Mm -hmm. uh, Green Lantern Frankenstein. Uh-huh. I'm like, or I'm like, <laughs> or I'm like. Okay, so once again, they can't leave anything alone, and it has to go off the rails. Yeah, and I know this is not a universal truth with all things DC, but it's just like anytime something, anytime I maybe I'm just making poor choices, but it's like Gotham Central, this beautiful. Oh wait, here's. <laughs> it was good for about thirty issues. Yeah, yeah no, I, was, I, I will say that you got on it when like. The first year was like there was magnificent. Praise no, the first like the uh, first Animal like the, well, no, the first two trades of Animal Man were mm-hmm. great. The, mm-hmm. Even right now with this Rot World thing, it's like it's fine. So the Rot takes over the Earth, and then you know you, it's a pretty on the nose Marvel Zombies takeoff where no. oh instead of Sentry getting bit and then spreading it at light speed, it's Flash. Who spreads the rot everywhere? The heroes turn on each other. Man, oh, man. Is responsible for an awful lot in the DC universe. I didn't yeah. know that zombies were. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's like they're not zombies per se. It's like this <laughs> undead rottingness thing, right? I like, see. yeah, they don't retain any seemingly any cognitive behavior. It's not like Marvel zombies where they're kind of also themselves. It's just like I don't know. It it, it it's just a handful of panels where I'm like this read. Like I could probably point the exact panels. Of Marvel, the first Marvel zombies that like <laughs> explain in the same way what just happened, but it's fine. Like that doesn't bother me. It's like okay, sure. There's actually a good story reason why this is happening. If anything, there's actually a story reason here. Whereas Marvels, it was like because, <laughs> yeah, because why not? So at least there's a reason why it's happening. But then knowing it's going to go off the rails with, I'm guessing it was Blackest Night that was happening or something during this. Like I don't no, know why. Mm-hmm. I don't. No, actually, this was. I don't they, know why Frankenstein yeah. Green Lantern is in this book, That's, but I can't wait to see their reasoning. I, I love the idea of... Because I was reading the new Swamp Thing at the same time. The Swamp and, Thing and, is great and, and in it Swamp so Thing was good, mm-hmm. and Animal Man was good, and they make... I, I swear, I'm reading, like, this makes beautiful sense. These are DC superheroes that are the closest thing to religion, like powers yeah. that represent the earth and what makes up all of us. And I was and enjoying- then how the fuck does Frankenstein yeah, get in and there? I, and I, I haven't got there yet, so I'll reserve judgment until... Like, but I, he's a big part of it. Oh, God. I think it was just they they didn't have any massive uh, inter- uh, or line-wide crossovers like for until Forever Evil, but mm. they were doing... Interbook ones like three books crossover just to goose the sales of all three of them. Like, well, because I mean, like it, like Justice League Dark 
crossing into it makes sense with Constantine and uh, Crappy Welsh showed up. But, like, steals in, only he's a complete robot now. So he has no skin to corrupt. So he's basically just a robot with an S on his chest. That's boring. I don't know. know, It's just like it went from this really cool, like, you know, dirty, arcane thing to Mm -hmm. DC's people flying everywhere. Not that Marvel doesn't do this kind of crap, too. It's just like DC is like way. I mean, like Marvel just rarely has something like that where you can have a really make someone feel down to earth with like powers that aren't that great or, yeah. or no powers or, yeah. or spin off into things like Vertigo or, or just make you feel like this isn't so superhero-y as everything else I'm reading yeah. mm-hmm. but then they also have this horrible boomerang tendency to like <laughs> well what if we told like we gave that eight months of whatever but now yeah. Superman needs to show up <laughs> yeah I, I Though, Superman the, shows up the first issue of I think they've changed this in the I, I feel like this isn't the rule anymore but I think even up until like 2005, mm-hmm. the rule was issue two of your comic has Spider-Man guest star just to get <laughs> people uh, to probably. read. Probably, yeah. Like, uh, I feel like every com- I I remember there was a comedy comic where I first met- noticed this in in the mid 90s called Slapstick. No, which, I remember that character. Yeah, yeah, it was a fun book. And they but then when Spider-Man showed up in issue, actually I think that one was issue three. But Spider-Man showed up, and I thought. That they made it so clear, like guest star Spider Man, Spider Man's in this issue. Like if they're Ghost- making it very clear that you should buy this. For Ghost Rider, it was uh, sixteen seventeen. Yeah, yeah. Was that the crossover? The that, Hobgoblin. Thing. That's got me to buy, and that I'm I'm exactly the person they do this for. The yeah. people who love Spider Man and will buy anything to see him interact with another superhero. I yeah. just wanted to plug Strider for a second. That uh-huh. Greg cannot go, get over the fact that the word Strider is in Ghost Rider <laughs> and really wants to make a joke about it. Ghost and I'm Rider. Like, well, it's got to be right, Greg. Let's figure this out. <laughs> and we can't. We can't at well, all. You must How have, does Strider in any way relate to Ghost Rider? Well, you must have a screenshot of Strider fighting Ghost Rider somewhere. Right? Perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> if only there was a game where those cross characters met. Mm. Oh, well. Uh, yeah, well. <laughs> um, anyway, you know what? Why don't we take a... Strider out now. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I read. I, I tried to get caught up on X-Men, but I forgot. Mm-hmm. And I, I know I need to get caught up with Superior because it's about to matter again. Oh, yeah. Um, well, I mean, it is. Goblin Nation has started. Yeah. And then, uh, I mean, some, as far as things I'm excited about, and we're going to talk about Guardians in a second, but there was that news of uh, the Infinity Gauntlet team. Oh, yeah. That was, was crazy. That was awesome. So, you know, I've been disappointed with Infinity and I was Marvel events in the past, but it's Ron Lim and John, Jim Starlin. Jim Starlin is the big deal. Yeah. Who who writes Thanos, you know, as the greatest, most brilliant character of all time? Uh, yeah. So it, it's a little it, silly at times, but... It almost goes too far. Yeah. Well, not almost. In in several stories, it went too far, where Thanos is like, oh, well, he's too smart and unbeatable. Like, yeah. he, you, no one can outsmart him, it, except for another Jim Starlin-created character yeah. like Adam Warlock. Yeah. Or occasionally, Thanos will sabotage himself. Yeah. Um, but Jim Starlin doesn't allow many other characters to yeah. to beat him. And yep. it, but they're apparently teaming up for like this, the Thanos Annual, a story, yeah, Thanos Annual in May that is itself a lead into uh, Infinity Revelation, mm-hmm. which is uh, like a prologue, which is an original graphic novel. Uh, so yeah. I'm guessing a self-contained thing of mm-hmm. just a Thanos story, like I guess his current status quo, yeah. because that's. 
the same month Guardians of the Galaxy comes out, and he is a part of that movie mm-hmm. to some degree. And I really like I, I really like that they got Starlin hadn't been a part of, of Marvel for I think about a decade, maybe a little the better part of a decade. And yeah. I don't know if he was like had fell out had a falling out with him or just didn't feel like writing superhero stuff anymore, but. That, Haven't we talked about him before, and you made it seem like that was the case? Like he, well, I uh, didn't finish Thanos Rising. I mean, he's just an older dude. No, he didn't either. write that. That was just Aaron. What about uh, that? What was the series last year about Thanos as a kid? Thanos yeah, that was Thanos Rising. Oh, but Jason okay. Aaron wrote that. Yeah, I, I didn't finish it. Starlin had done some DC work, I remember, and then just some creator own stuff. But I mean, Thanos is his guy. He created Thanos. He yeah. created. If you don't know the story behind it, listeners. Back, he created Thanos back in college, like he mm-hmm. like as a as like a college like essay thought experiment. He's like, I'll create these two beings that one is death and one is life, but life is lust, and that's Thanos and Eros. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Eros turned into Star Fox, right. one word, not the Nintendo character, yeah. two words, Star Fox. Who's the booster? And Eros kind of sucks. Yeah, like, he's not very interesting. But Thanos just ran away. Like mm-hmm. with it, and he's clearly Starlin loves him, and Starlin's a great writer, so he makes him really awesome. When he's Thanos is at his best when written by by Starlin, and so. occasionally too good, too good. Yeah, <laughs> the the one was and it was Infinity War. Yeah, that, in that one where like in Infinity Gauntlet, I he has the he has godlike powers. He's a master strategist, so ultimately he is gonna with all his power. He's going to beat all the Avengers. Mm. But meanwhile, in Infinity War, when he doesn't even have that power, it's just Thanos, the man. Well, not the man. He's, is, he is crazy smart. But that he just, like, he totally punks Captain America, Reed Richards. He's just like, all right, sure, guys, I'll, quote, I'll team up with you and listen to your plan, Captain America. Go in this portal. All right, I will. <laughs> what? You teleported us to nowhere. That's right. Now you're out of my way, stupid. And Inconceivable. I can do this yeah. 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 There are a lot of moments where I can't remember. Did he write Infinity Abyss and uh, Marvel The End? Yes. So, yeah, those are also. He did the art on Marvel The End, too, which was not uh, great. Yeah. So, yeah, there's just plenty of that where it's like, yeah, you occasionally write him to be too good. But, but it is weird. Like, Infinity Gauntlet is one of those books where, like, there's a reason it keeps getting brought up and a reason it's so beloved. It's like, mm-hmm. I reread it like once a year, every 15 months or something. I'm thinking about rereading it. Too. And it's so goddamn good. Like, it really is this balance of it's a credible threat mm-hmm. before this idea has been done to death. But it, it even even in this, though, it's told so sparingly. Mm-hmm. It Every issue is packed with events, but it still takes six issues to actually happen. But... The first three aren't just pad, pad, pad. It's like, this is a reality-wide conflict that requires a bit of setup. But it's not set up through a six-issue prologue. It's done with it's done within its own thing. It's so goddamn good. And all the heroes, they have a part to play, and they're acting in character. There's there's nothing in it that uh, that ever sticks out to me as like that's stupid or. I kind of accept that this is in here because I like the rest of it so much. It's mm-hmm. just like, this is all pretty goddamn That's, spot on. Sorry, that brings me to a larger question, but you go ahead. Hank. No, no. Well, I mean, I, we've talked for so long. But I, anyway. I, I was, I did want to pick up Infinity after it was all done. And they just released a collection on Comixology that's Infinity 1 through 6, yes. New Avengers 7 through 12, right. Avengers 14 through 23, and Infinity Against the Tide Infinite comic one, one and two. 
as a collection uh-huh. digitally. How much <laughs> would you pay for such a? Uh, since it's all over and it's been mm-hmm. over for a few months, I would say twenty five dollars. Whoa! Uh, I'm going to start at fifty. It's seventy five dollars okay. digitally, and it's Ooh. even. I was like, like, oh shit! Yeah, what? Come on! You yeah, see a so, tug in my chain. <laughs> so seventy five dollars, and that, and, that, and I felt like this is that was one of those crossovers where if you only read the main six, mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense. Like yeah, because yeah. uh, I would like because Hickman was writing Avengers at the time. Yeah, so he's it, having it, it stuff forced me. I'm like, okay, fine. Like, I really feel like I'm missing huge chunks of mm-hmm. what's happening when uh, when better crossovers are like, no, you're telling me that the main story is here, and if I want any further, mm-hmm. but I I had to read, I had to start reading the Avengers comic because that's where all the fighting was taking place. Yeah, and like the actual, oh god, and the battles are just like we can't possibly win. Everyone's dead. Everyone's destroyed. We won. And then that happens like 18 times, and fuck this. Ugh. But the hardcover collection is coming out soon, real soon on don't, Amazon, don't, so maybe don't, buy it. Don't, don't, don't buy it. If anybody's listening, it's my irritation towards the it. digital Marvel collection. Which it's like, it's collecting volume two of the new Avengers. How much is it? The exact same <laughs> price. Yeah. But yeah. one penny more than what you'd pay for buying the if- issues at full price individually. But this is collected. We took out the letter section. Uh, Thank you. All right. So instead, I would suggest uh, catching up on all the Guardians of the Galaxy from yes. Abbott Lanning. And- We're going to have a lot of that to talk about when we come back from the break. Tons of Guardians of the Galaxy talk, and also the next Marvel crossover event, and some DC things if we have time. I guess. Let's try. Let's. <laughs> Well, hi, everybody, and welcome to the break. Uh, and I want to thank you guys so much for listening to Cape Crisis. I love all you listeners. Thanks, thanks a ton for listening to us babble on endlessly about comic books and the movies that are based upon them. Uh, but, you know, if you, if you like us so much... You might be thinking, well, how can I help these guys? I bet they don't even need help. Wrong! You're so wrong. We do need help. These things, you know, they aren't free. Well, I mean, they are free, but they aren't free in some other ways, if you give by meaning. If you'd like to help us out, and uh, if you understand what I'm saying, go to lasertimepodcast.com, our homepage for this and all the other Lasertime podcast family of shows. Uh, when you're there, you can go to uh, the when you go to the page left side of the screen donate button to paypal click on that you can give whatever you feel like is fair to help the show uh, stay afloat or you can buy a t-shirt from the t-shirt store that's right under it that always helps us out or on the right side of the screen there are links to amazon you can buy what we're suggesting or just buy anything through that tab and a little bit it comes our way and no extra cost to you and really that that is really really helpful and also, if you are subscribing to this or just listening to this on iTunes, be sure you're subscribing. And if you have not written a review for the show yet, I'd really, 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 really appreciate that, guys. And now it's time for the Hank's Corner Pick of the Week or Picks of the Week. My first pick is Thunderbolts because the most recent collection of it just came out. I believe it is Volume 3 
of Thunderbolts in the Marvel Now world. Uh, some people have I've noticed have been down on it, but I just really enjoy it. It's cool to see the dark characters of the Marvel Universe working together on a team. I especially like this interesting love triangle dynamic between Punisher, Elektra, and Deadpool. Like it's really they're a really cool group of characters to react off one another. So check that out. But also, after the Guardians of the Galaxy trailer came out, tons of people, though that I've heard this question before, again they said like, where's the right place to start with Guardians of the Galaxy? And it's not a bad place to start with Guardians of the Galaxy with Bendis's book. Like it's definitely made to introduce you to the film characters and. Bendis' Guardians of the Galaxy book, the second volume, just came out, and it is a good book, but it's not as good as Abnett and Lanning's run on Guardians of the Galaxy, which uh, technically you should read Annihilation, or you'd, you'd uh, benefit from reading Annihilation before it, but the Guardians of the Galaxy team really begins in Annihilation Conquest. So if you just started with the Guardians of the Galaxy miniseries connected to Annihilation Conquest that then goes into Annihilation Conquest that then follows into the Abnett Landing written Guardians of the Galaxy book, you'll be right as rain with the series and you'll see what we really loved about it. And so, those are our picks. You can go to lazytimepodcast.com and uh, find out and find the links to all that on this week's episode. And now, back to the rest of the show. you guys are watching this show it's really good is it a, i'm sure i'd like it what kind of a show is it? it's a noir right it is very much like an eight episode deep south 1995 set noir with woody harrelson and even more so than justified well i mean way more so okay way more so justified Justified's a weird kind of like twilight like, zone yeah well i like justified a whole lot but it does feel very like episodic well it's very it's very it's very x-files monster of the week mm-hmm. which in but Everyone is supremely well written. Well, though, you know, if you deconstruct Shield too much, a lot of episodes of Shield are like, it starts out, hey, there's this new crime guy in town. Let's hunt him down. This guy murdered somebody. One of the bizlats is dealing Pokemon codes. (laughs) Let's go beat up some guys. (laughs) And it's connected to this overarching arc, but that they. They do have to murder somebody for it. I just I thought the boys. We are back on the show, by the way. This is recording? Yeah. Yeah. Is this how we intro? Sure. All right, whatever. Guys! <laughs> Enough talk about that. Did you see that Jada Pinkett Smith was cast in that show? Which one? Uh, what's your password? Gotham Central? God damn it, Christopher. No, that's uh, Donald Loge. No, Jada Pinkett Smythe is uh, some gangster named Fishy Goo or whatever. Fish Mooney. Fish Mooney. What? I don't know who that is. What? Uh, Excuse me, Hank. Let me read In Fox's Gotham. For you. Oh, okay. Well, that's interesting. Thank you. Um, a sadistic gangster boss, a nightclub owner, Fish Mooney's got the street smarts and almost extra sensory abilities to read people like an open book. 
Why is she? <laughs> why is she even on a TV show? She is like one of the richest human beings on earth. <laughs> like, uh, by by husband, but she's great. Is the le- no, she is great. I'm not talking. I you know what I really liked her in was I loved her in the opening of Scream Two. Where uh, at oh, the wow. start she of Scream Two, in in where, yeah, it was great. Well, her and the and her date uh, in it, they were two African Americans seeing a horror film, and they were complaining about how black people die at the start of every horror film. They're the first characters to die, which is a trope, but I don't think it's one it's that happens the all the time. Epps convention. <laughs> it is. They're, they're, yeah, yeah. It's Mike from, Epps. No, it's from an Epps. Uh, car- uh, I believe a soldier named Epps. Mm-hmm. In one of the first early World War II movie, and the black guy is always the not just horror movies, but in war movies too, mm-hmm. uh, is always the first one who dies. But and then they are the first people to die in the movie. They yes. are killed at the movie theater. Yes. And uh, though then I noticed then you have to have all this setup on why white people would have black friends. <laughs> yeah. Well, she had these. She had a great speech about like how black people. She's like, I don't see enough black faces in the movie. They mm-hmm. always die first. Mm-hmm. Why is all this and. Then her boyfriend was like, when they were buying tickets, like this be- this movie better have all black people in it, right? And people with black eyes and all. The- and he was like teasing her. It was funny, but uh, yeah. But though though then when I think of his death scene, I can only think of the parody of the death scene from Scary Movie, where a guy gets a dick in his ear. Oh yes, I believe that did happen. Let's not that think of Scary Movie anymore. Sucks. Scary Movie is awful. So bad. I well, I read about it at Seltzer and uh, the other guy. Friedman, mm-hmm. the Seltzer and Friedman mm-hmm. interview, where they they wrote the scary movie script. They're just like, they were talking about how they pitched the jokes to each other. Like, what if a bush is so be- big, like he has to get like a weed racker? Yeah, that did totally happen. <laughs> I, uh, let's talk about movies that look like they could be good. Hey, how about that? Guardians of the Galaxy. So that trailer was pretty awesome. We got a article uh, on lasertimepodcast.com where people have been chiming with their thoughts. We'll read a couple of yours as well. Ooga chaka, ooga ooga. That was it the- is like I mean, like just watching the trailer. I did finally have my baffling like realization moment of just like this is actually happening. This like exists. it's it's too late to go back. Like it's mm-hmm. and just remembering reading Annihilation and then Annihilation Conquest and the lead up to all that, and then deciding and then reading Guardians right. after that, and just being like. And then, and then it kind of starting with like, oh wow, Rocket Raccoon and Nova are in Marvel three. That that was nuts enough. I'm yes. like, wow, good on you for putting such you know obscure characters in there. And then it's mm-hmm. like, mm, oh, was this calculated? Well, it surely was, but it's also like, man, the idea of then spending two hundred million dollars to make a movie, yeah, or however much it look that trailer looks expensive the, well, as shit. Like, that it, was my my takeaway. <laughs> there aren't expensive stars in it, but there are expensive special effects yeah. all around. Them. I wrote it up quickly on Laser Time while in between a sandwich and trying to get back to my shit. But uh-huh. I, and I hate I hate the way I thought about it, but like the confidence in the trailer, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I thought was apparent, palpable, and reassuring. Like. Whatever I thought the trailer or that movie was going to look like, I was kind of wrong, and they were very confident in the way they presented it. Enough mm-hmm. so where they put fucking hooked on a feeling yeah. into the trailer. It was and like, the... Yeah, you don't get to hear what Rocket Raccoon and Groot sound like now. It was the best use of hooked on a feeling mm-hmm. since Reservoir Dogs. Uh, a lot of people in the comments were talking about, like, the tone kind of weirds me out, but, like, I kind of liked it. And the mm-hmm. tone, 
It was a much more lighthearted tone than any yeah. other Marvel movie has received. It yeah. should be. It is a but high those concept. Comic, those comics are like pretty silly. They are. Like, yeah, they're fun. They're not like full of jokes and slapstick, but it is always this slightly off-centered kind mm-hmm. of like tongue-in-cheek uh, thing going. Well, on. especially in Abnett and Lanning's thing, they're just like so we're hanging around with a psychic Russian dog, yeah. and then a bug guy. And is Cosmo in the movie? That's what I'm hoping I don't is. Think he, well, that's the thing is he's definitely Glenn Close. He's I, definitely the kind of character you wouldn't even bother putting in a trailer or anything. Yeah. But it's like if he shows up in a movie, every we'll all giggle and go, "Oh, it's Cosmo." Only he might when just I, heard, bump. I, did, I didn't think so until I heard Adam Sandler was being considered casting. And I just thought, <laughs> "Oh, let your boo boo, Lord. I think it would be pretty oh. funny if Ooh. I don't. Think if Cosmo, happening. they should hire. Uh, God damn it, the the, the voice of. Uh, uh, the insult comic dog. Triumph? Triumph. Robert voice, Smigel? Yeah, they hired Robert Smigel to just do his his Russian dog voice for Cosmo. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, but, but, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, what, August 1st? I believe, yes. It's yeah. August and, 1st. And uh, that's just, like... It, it, and also just, like, watching the trailer and seeing, like, wow, that's Nebula... Like, that she's oh, yeah. in a movie, that Collector's in a movie, like, that any of these people are in a multi-million dollar movie is just like... Blah, 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 blah. And Gamora looks great. Like, Gamora looks thought, good. Yeah. Um, Drax is Drax looks kind of weird, honestly. He's not green enough. He's not green enough, and the <laughs> and the, the tattoos look like raised and They look shitty. like scars. Yeah. They, instead of... I That's just thought not they, how I, thought I they were like them. I thought they were markings of his species. But Drax is just the tough guy of the group. That's his thing. Like, yeah. But it, will, and yeah. and Batista's not a great actor. They didn't hire him to be a good actor. That's true. You were saying earlier sort of blew my mind. Like the the, the Marvel Universe has one movie that's sort of like this, their, their cinematic introduction that cherry picks its uh, story sources. And then as we've seen now, uh, they'll well, we're just doing Winter Soldier. Yeah. And we're just doing mm-hmm. uh, just Days of do Future a really good story. So when you said Annihilation, like it's like, I don't know of a big enough story that isn't Annihilation for the cinematic universe to tackle. Well, it sounds like for this one just movie. is like it's a chase movie. No, like sure, they, sure. But once you've established the some, characters, yeah. and if they're going to draw directly from the Marvel universe from those stories, yeah. what else would they draw from? Well, I'm get, I mean, given that Annihilation, and I mean, maybe this is giving too much credit to it, but it seems like mm-hmm. that. In a in a in a roundabout way, that is even the reason this movie exists. Mm-hmm. Like the modern cut, co- like this, it's now almost a postmodern cosmic renaissance for That's Marvel. True, yeah, uh, of like oh seven till you know maybe twenty eleven, something like that. Where maybe even oh six, I forget. Yeah, when I think that. it was oh six because that was the same. It happened the same year as Civil War, and everybody's going uh, like Civil That's War. That's right. That's right. Civil War is getting all the headlines, but Annihilation's the better. Book. That's right. Um, so yeah, all that stuff was going on, but it. It does seem like you would kind of want to maybe try to build towards that story, but it's hard mm. to do that for two reasons. One, you already have the Infinity Gems thing going, mm. and that's so big a thing to mm-hmm. deal with, and it's pretty clear that Avengers 3 has to be Infinity Gauntlet, the movie. like Yeah, well, and the setup at the end of Thor is yeah. when they hand an Infinity Gauntlet to the mm. Collector and the scene is directed by James Gunn, <laughs> this is... It's setting up more Infinity Gauntlets. Yeah, and by that I don't mean like they're going to make some one-to-one recreation of Infinity Gauntlet. It's just like that's he's going to get the gems. He's going to be a, the big bad in three, and you got to lead up to that. And I get it, um, but trying to spin the cosmic stuff because I mean they've got the Nova Core. I bet they would love to make a Nova movie. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, I 
I actually complained about that recent Nova reboot that it just felt too much like yeah. the script of a film. Yeah. Um, so there's that, and but the other problem is I'm betting Annihilus falls under Fox. It's it's weird. Uh, he, just because the surfer. Well, I mean, he, he first appeared in Fantastic Four, yeah. but. Who knows? They could have like. I bet there's some nerdy Fox exec, like legal executive, drawing <laughs> yeah. up the contract. Well, when they well, technically, <laughs> I am sure. I'm sure the day they filled out the contract, they they had a list of characters that you mm. can and can't use. Probably. Just so it I still be... find it bizarre that they were obligated to Silver Surfer, though. How the fuck did that happen? Well, Silver Surfer's a great character, like, but he's... why does it why does it belong to Fox now? It just well, because he is a Fantastic Four character, and definitely like really, I would bet when they were first negotiating Fantastic Four, even then, like they were saying, yeah, we could have a Silver Surfer spinoff movie. I bet it'll be very cool. Everybody will like it. But I think I get sad when I think about that that it belongs to Fox, and that's no, a waste. And, and then if if Quicksilver is flexible. Man, Silver Surfer is even more flexible because he uh, is a silver mannequin who should be able to appear in any movie. Yeah, well, well it comes from like Quicksilver had you know years and years of being in the Avengers, so it's like, like yeah. you could argue it legally. Yeah, well, yeah, Quicksilver, I just don't consider Quicksilver's Silver first appearance was as a member of the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants in X Men. Silver was, Surfer's first appearance wasn't in Fantastic Four. Yes, it was. It was forty eight. It was? He was. He didn't get his own spinoff book for like five or six years. He just Fuck. showed up in FF for part a few of the. Fuck, that's irritating. Part of the Galactus thing. Well, Fuck, meanwhile, Quicksilver he did first show up in an X Men book, but his second appearance was as a member of the Avengers, and he was yeah. an Avenger from then on. Basically. Yeah. So it's like while he is a mutant, he is mm-hmm. more an, an Avenger. Avenger. Yeah. yeah. So and I, I'm really looking forward to seeing what Whedon does yeah. with his Quicksilver. I got to think it'll be cooler, but. Um, but about that, back to that trailer. Sorry. Yeah. Another thing I really liked about it was it reminded me about what hmm. I really liked about his, James Gunn's Slither, mm. which it just felt it felt comedic, yes. but also dangerous, very dangerous, and and tactile. Like that, even yeah. though they there were a ton of special effects and a shitload of them, like a lot of them were just a layer on top of a real human, mm-hmm. like he, the Groot and Rocket Raccoon are I think going to be his biggest challenge, but mm-hmm. because I got the feeling, at least from Slither and from the other horror films he's written that and or, and or directed, that he likes physical effects. Mm-hmm. He doesn't like practical effects, though. You know, the trauma guy. Yeah, he, he wrote Tromeo and Juliet. Mm-hmm. But then again, he also wrote a movie that had a a couple of CG cast members in an, in a live action thing based on an outside property. Loco Cycle. <laughs> no. <laughs> He wrote the script for 2004's Scooby Doo 2 Monsters that's Unleashed. Right. Oh, that's boy. right. So he didn't direct it. But, uh, and Chris Pratt was looking great. He looks awesome. He is super ripped. And, and I feel like yeah. he can pull off Star Lord, but it's weird because I felt like in the Guardians comic, Star Lord was that slightly more irreverent and silly character. And it seems now that Bendis has him, or at least <laughs> over the last few years, he's just become like Han Solo. Yeah, he became more of Han Solo. I. The the feel I got from him in the Annihilation books was that like he was he was Richard Ryder's like Richard Ryder Nova was the general and yeah. he was his closest advisor. Mm-hmm. And then when he became but that's when he was just Peter Quill, former Star Lord. Then in Annihilation Conquest, he became Star Lord again and he was just like, Well, I'm the leader, but 
this is kind of stupid. I am the leader, but I guess I'll lead you guys. And he, but he's not Peter Quill in the movie. No, it is. Yeah, he's he Peter is. Quill. No, he's not. Yeah, yeah it's Peter. He says he's Peter Quill. John C. Reilly even says his name. I thought it was a. He said like a different name. I would. I wouldn't be bringing this up if he said Peter Quill. I'm ninety nine percent sure he said Peter Quill. I I remember they said his name. All right, if you guys say so. I, I again would not have brought it up. Wouldn't even have rung Maybe in my head they, if, they, I, if they said I, Peter Quill, which well, I thought it said Max Quill or something like that. I I well, let's pull it up. It's up. No, but uh, what I did like the comedy to it. Like it was funnier than they'd ever tried to be in any previous Marvel trailer. True. Yeah, like that they end on a laugh line. That they're mm-hmm. un- they end with like, "What a bunch of assholes!" <laughs> I don't get the a holes. Oh, a holes! Because yeah. I'm like, that's not a good joke. <laughs> what they look for like middle A-holes. America kills kills the Big I'm Bang not... Theory audience. Well, I thought it was I funny in that it was said in a proper British voice. But I don't what know. a Some... bunch of a holes. Something about it that felt somehow a little... defies intergalactic space. Every species has an. Answer. Well, it reminded me the way he said, "What a bunch of a holes!" Reminded me of the the apes at the end of uh, <laughs> of uh, Spaceballs who go like, "There goes the neighborhood." <laughs> <laughs> don't go looking, Tyler. Um, shit. Uh, never mind. Do you want me to pull this up? I don't know. You don't have to. We we can't listen to the whole thing. Don't, I don't. Well, let's let's. the rap sheets okay drax aka the destroyer since his wife and family were killed he's been on a rampage across the galaxy in a search for vengeance gamora soldier assassin wanted on over a dozen counts of murder rocket wanted on over 50 charges of vehicular theft and escape from lockup what the hell Groot has been traveling recently as rocket's personal houseplant slash muscle Peter Jason Quill. Bam. Also- Sorry, I think I heard the Jason part. Known as- I, thought, I thought he said meet Jason. Jason Quill. Me, okay. No, mm. Peter Quill. Sorry, so. sorry, derailed the show for you no know- reason. Hey, but you heard a clip from the movie. It's true, it's true, it's true. We did talk about Annihilus and uh, but who owns what. Mm-hmm. And I've had this tweeted to me by several people, so thank you, though I will point out I saw it first before you guys tweeted the to infographic. Me, yeah, the infographic of who owns what. Just to make keep sure you know that it. Henry was cool before you guys. Got it. Yeah, he like, saw the easily digestible. So thanks for helping, guys. But I saw it already. So you know. <laughs> but I'm more baffled uh, that it was it was both the outlier. I knew everything else, but the outliers like what the fuck? Namor. Namor. Universal yeah. bothered to own Namor, and Lionsgate is holding on to Man Thing. Mm. So I have this picture from like 2003, I think. Mm-hmm. Of like, I just remember seeing it. Oh, God, I don't even know the history of this picture. It's, it's one of those images that's been on every computer I've had for the last 12 years or whatever because I keep, all right, I got a new computer, drag this folder over. Like, here's every photo from that thing. This but tub girl. No, I, anyway. I'll just download it again. Um, but it was some image that's like some movie f- festival thing, and it's just this wall, like a, a step and repeat kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But it's a, it's a collage of all these Marvel properties, and I think this is... Post this is post X Men two, mm-hmm. but pre Spider Man two. So like two thousand three, two thousand early two thousand four era, and it has this collage of names, and it is like the things that like Marvel's crowing about. Think, other people are making these movies. Yeah, like here's things that are all that are mm-hmm. all like X Men is somewhere, Spider Man is somewhere. Here's the FF four logo, and wow. here's 
Um, I swear there's an Iron Man logo before Iron Man was really a thing quite yet. And then there is a Namor mm-hmm. thing. And I bet that's still, you know, I bet that's from back when Universal <laughs> like, acquired tragedy, it. But what would you do for a Namor movie with nobody else in the universe? That dude doesn't get to do anything yeah. solo. Yeah. It is. He was affiliated with a goddamn mutants in AVX. It is funny to think there was a time when Marvel was like, oh, these people are making our movies. We're so happy. And now they're like, we're fucked. We're stuck in this thing. Yeah, please give them back. <laughs> but, that, but I was bringing that up because, think of it on the plus mm. side. If, if Marvel could themselves mm-hmm. make Fantastic Four and X-Men and Spider-Man, that would be their first priority. Not it's true. moving up Guardians of the Galaxy and all this cool Good cosmic point. stuff. Good point. Because they're left with few options because... Really, for, maybe you do Annihilation as a studio. <laughs> until recently, I'm, until recently, like the the Avengers weren't their top guys. Yeah. Like it, it went Spider Man, X Men, and then Avengers. Maybe the the Hulk you'd put. I'd, th- I'd put it number three. It's true, but. it did elevate the Avengers and every member of it. Yeah, and that's great. And yeah. I hope it can do the same for Annihilation, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, didn't you have some comments you wanted to read? Yeah, a uh, bunch of people commented in the comments. Um, of course, As they uh, want to do. Roboscan says, I feel like a jerk, but I'm actually worried that it might be too jokey. I don't know if I'm too fond of the trailer. Either way, I'm probably going to see it opening night. And yeah, my doubts uh, have kind of just gotten a little bit bigger. From, really? Well, I can understand people being thrown off by the tone of the trailer. Yeah, yeah. Um, the tone is definitely not of a comic book. Property. It should be the most important thing ever trailer. Because the way we cringe at like uh, jokes in the Man of Steel trailer. And, yeah. And or like just that. seeing any new, like, any comedy trailer. I was going to say Adam Sandler, but this really goes for any comedy trailer. They're mm-hmm. like, well, here's, every be- here's the best jokes. <laughs> here's the best <laughs> jokes. Or Steve Martin falling into water <laughs> over and over again. Um, what do you think the last time he'll fall in water? I think he's done with it now. He's probably he's, paid all his bills. Do you think he splashed his last splash? No, I think he went... He, Cheaper by the dozen, too. I don't think he's if been he involved. Was in Cheaper by the dozen. Do you know what happened, right? No. It did. That's that's where my reference comes from. Oh, he falls get- in the water three times. <laughs> I'm just going to guess that's probably the last time we'll see him fall in water. I think he's bought all the modern art he can afford. <laughs> <laughs> it mean I just Somebody said, you put out a mean Instagram yesterday. I'm like, what are you talking about? Uh, if you were on... C Antista, C E S E E Antista on Instagram. It was a picture of a dog in a hat and sunglasses that said shithead jerk. That's the dog shithead from the jerk. <laughs> right. I wasn't calling wow. anybody a shithead. Yeah, and then I, I commented with hashtag shithead, and Kalen was like, why did you call that dog a shithead? Uh, so you did get it. Because yeah. <laughs> I clicked on that, and like, the shithead tag is bizarre. <laughs> Don't look at it. The first, I didn't plan the first on it. Two, were close-ups of horses. <laughs> what? <laughs> and it, it, but it, there were so many. The hashtag is so popular; <laughs> it keeps changing. But yes, I, I meant nothing mean by that. That's, but the jerk is astounding. It's a yeah. wonderful film. We are talking about Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, uh, this still. Uh, stop it! I want to hear these comments. Uh, Mr. Dandy uh, says, "I know nothing about the comic, but uh, based on what's here, I love it." Star Lords reminds me of a certain Captain Reynolds, which ain't a bad thing. Oh no. That I feel like with every movie uh, comic book casting thing, I say Nathan Fillion at some point. I really would like Nathan well, Fillion we, to be. We wanted him Star Lord. He's ten years too old. I know, and he's on up for movies. Yeah, well, I mean, like when when I was reading that, and like when Iron Man blew up, I was like, oh man, I would love to see if 
Like, I would cast Nathan Fillion as Star-Lord, but that's if the movie was made in 2007. If they're not considering a solo Doctor Strange film, I'm going to throw Fillion. They are, I think. I want Vigo. I know people are talking about Johnny Depp for Doctor Strange, but I want Vigo Mortensen. I don't want Johnny Johnny Depp for anything (coughs) ever, ever again. Yeah. Yeah, I'd rather have Vigo. He'll also be way cheaper, and (laughs) he's taller. He'd have a neat physical imposing I think well he has he's, he has the airy voice that that he, would, yeah. like, he can whisper yeah. and I think he can be weird in yeah, I think better so. in less predictable way I feel like I he is weird no he I is think, he's yeah, I think very Johnny, weird I think Johnny Depp will go be Johnny Depp it'll be some <laughs> twisted version of Jack Sparrow I feel like I've seen every version of Johnny Depp being weird I just That's don't true. know how I see him he's too expensive there's no way they'll get him for that speaking movie. of gay people I found out that he <laughs> wait no 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 of, of Alan Page I found out that Johnny Depp had ungayed this actress. That uh, Amanda po- Heard, possible? I believe her name is. That she was uh, she was a co-star in Rum Diaries. Mm-hmm. The blonde young woman. Is he dating her? Or something? Well, yeah. She while well, she was dating, I, she's bisexual. It's not mm-hmm. that she said she had been a lesbian up to that point, but she was da- she had been dating this woman for a couple of years. I was like, wow, a leading lady. Like her, who's who's mm-hmm. pretty, getting to date a woman—that's crazy. And then after I'm diary, she fell for Johnny Depp, and she's been with him since. It's then. Proof that so. female homosexuality does not exist. It's true. Mm-hmm. It's just Stephen mm-hmm. flipping easy. Just to have him at the right guy, ladies. <laughs> and Johnny Depp is. I've, the right I've guy. already discussed how I think men are too disgusting to fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I do. I, it's uh, yes. Well, any more on. comment? Let's see. I, I want to read a couple I more. Doctor Mouse, because he says. Uh, I don't think the Guardians of the Galaxy movie could have been done any other way uh, than the less serious tone set in the trailer. If, yeah. if it took itself too seriously, it would feel forced. This way you can jump right into the ideas of all these aliens and galactic warfare comfortably knowing that it's all in good fun. Uh, I am more than excited to see the film. But then uh, underneath that, Busful and Uns put it so curtly and, and the brevity here stings. Uh, looks cool. It'll be a box office bomb. <laughs> Probably, I, I don't want it to be. I don't really. I, 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 I don't think so. But yeah. they, they don't. They don't put movies they're confident in in August for the summer. Yeah. Yes, they yeah, don't. It's true. Um, but I don't think that has a lot to do with. I think a studio isn't comfortable with Guardians of the Galaxy. I think mm-hmm. Marvel is more than. And because Marvel, after Avengers, they're like, "Hey, we're Marvel. We want to make this." And they're like. Right. Yeah, well, I, they've been workshopping characters for years. They yes. can cherry pick all the good qualities that'll work on a mainstream audience. I'm sure it'll be. I think. I mean, it feels like the difference is mm-hmm. while it has no immediate star power, mm-hmm. it has no brand recognition. I'm willing to bet they spend a crap ton of money marketing this movie mm-hmm. because it needs. Rocky that. Raccoon can sell that movie, <laughs> I think. But in Tranquil Bez 22, right underneath that says, as much as I want it to succeed, it could go either way commercially. This is also the most random cast in the history of film. It, it feels very weird to see Batista and John C. Riley in the same movie. With the voice of Glenn Close <laughs> and Benicio Del Toro as like a... The like, weirdest weirdo. It is going to be one of the weirdest movies ever made. Well, James Gunn... Like, like, that's why it was a gutsy choice. Like James Gunn yeah. makes weird-ass Ooh. movies. Like He doesn't Jeez. make normal... I got to meet James Gunn once. I Did got, you really? I got to interview him. Yeah, because oh, for Lollipop Chainsaw, he wrote the script for Lollipop Chainsaw. So I got to interview him, and it was a roundtable. Which those are bullshit. Like, by the way, PR people, if you're setting up interviews, like, I appreciate being invited to a. Uh, uh, why am I even saying this? No, I'm just gonna say like. 
Interviews are always great, but the problem with roundtable ones is that any other dickweed you invited can steal my good answer if I get one. And I really hate when that happens. But, but anyway. Uh, Stabby Joe says, I actually find it quite uh, funny that they poke fun at the fact that they're making a film about relatively unknown heroes. A comedic yeah. slant is probably the way to go, and it reminds me of The Fifth Element, and I don't disagree. Because mm-hmm. one of the things oh, I, yeah, yeah, I did love one. about the, the, the film is that it's in space, but everything is brightly lit. Mm-hmm. During the day or outdoors, so they're not shying away from serious special effects, yeah. special effect work, which I hate having to compliment special effects, but it's like <laughs> you look at the trailer and it doesn't occur to you that's a bunch of fucking people in makeup and CG. Like, no, that was a good job, but just I didn't feel that at all. Yeah. James Gunn was really cool, I will say. He, mm-hmm. was, he was a really nice guy, very receptive, and great I, local psych. I, <laughs> I had a good nerdy question for him that I think he appreciated, but I asked him the wrong thing why I should have. I asked him, uh, I, I said, so you know, you usually recast, uh, you've cast a lot of the same actors in your mm. stuff. You definitely have a troupe you like. Are any people going to be coming into Lollipop Chainsaw? Maybe Nathan Fillion? And I was going down the wrong road because it was not Nathan Fillion. It was Michael Rooker. Michael Rooker. The guy <laughs> was he, right. he can, all, like, Michael Rooker will show up for anything. And he's not, Michael Rooker is in Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. too. You don't see him in the trailer. But he's there too. I, I follow James Gunn only on Instagram, <laughs> and it's all him playing with animals. I think he was using during casting of raccoons uh, <laughs> or like mocap. I'm serious, like mocapping yeah. raccoons and eating dinner with Michael Rucker in countries you've never heard of. <laughs> They're clearly very much friends. Michael in real Rooker life. said he's he's a weirdo, which I don't understand because he, but he, he's he's already a weirdo and he's also like seventy. Yeah, and James Gunn, but he's great again. The the villain in Loco Cycle Xbox One owners that shit is half price and well worth playing. I love hearing about Michael Rooker stories. All right, anyway, we okay. We, do you have one more because we do have to talk about last week's question of the week as well. Um, Bladed Falcon says, didn't, don't know anything about Guardians of the Galaxy outside from what's been discussed in Cape Crisis, so I have no attachment to these characters, but it looks cool enough. Uh, and seeing how Henry and Brett keep going on and on about how awesome Rocket Raccoon is, I was expecting them to showcase him more, yet we barely uh, saw him doing anything. We didn't even hear his voice. I did think that was weird. Yeah. I think they got to ease people into that. Maybe. Like, maybe that's... Or maybe they know the talking people... raccoon hero is something you have to ease people into. Or they're saving that for the June trailer. Maybe they want to, like, they know we want to hear his voice and they're holding it I wouldn't back. be surprised if they even wait to save that for Comic-Con. Yeah, oh yeah. It's it's the one piece of Marvel, ca- and I have been on this show, like, Jesse Eisenberg, Luther, cool, the dude can do it. Uh-huh. Uh, ben Affleck is Batman, can't wait to see what the guy does. Bradley Cooper's Rocket Raccoon? Don't like it. <laughs> yeah. Don't like it at all. Yeah. But no. he was so awesome. Don't like in, it. Just an American Hustle recently, like, he was so funny in that. So... Pampered wussy boy, don't. His funniest scene was one where you couldn't hear him talking, though. Yes, where he'd just come in and celebrate, and then yes. when he was miming, <laughs> when he was miming Louis C.K. Yeah, oh, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that guy. But I, yeah, I, I, he's the one. Vin Diesel is brilliant. That guy, the last time he said like three words as a character was the Iron Giant. Yeah, that's what his best performance to date. Yep. Uh, oh come on! <laughs> I know. All right. So, I dig it back. So, last week's question of the week, just to speed this up, we're going long here, guys, but we got so much to say about Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Last week's question of the week is, what Marvel movie short film do you want to see in the style of the All Hail the King uh, thing? Oh, I haven't watched that yet. That's out for everybody, right? It might be. It mm-hmm. might be. I, I didn't go search it out. 
But I did. I watched the after the moment after I finished watching Guardians of the Galaxy trailer. Then I sought out a bootleg of the last scene at the end of uh, or no mid credit scene in Thor two just to see mm-hmm. the collector again. I was like, oh yeah, he he is so awesome. He is so. James Gunn in an interview called him Space Liberace. And I was like, yeah, that <laughs> totally is. Yeah. He totally yeah. is. Uh, but okay. God damn it. I can't wait to see that. <laughs> Cody Stovall was the first responder, and he said that uh, I think it would be best highlighting minor characters like Pepper trying on a suit, Rhodey going on a solo mission with War Machine, a battle involving the Warriors 3 Hawkeye, uh, Hawkeye and Justin Hammer building a suit of his own for revenge. You like that. Uh, then I did see Warriors Three come up a lot, and that was a good point of like Sif and and the Warriors yeah. Three being able to actually like, even if it's just him like getting in a drinking contest at, <laughs> in, in the in the hall, that that's pretty. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Super Giraffe said one of my favorites, which is I want a Dumb Dumb Dugan short film. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what it happened, but I want it. I'm, I'm hoping Dumb Dumb is in. Is it like the the movie? The most Shield focused movie is going to be Cap Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. and so I'm hoping. Dum Dum Dugan is in there, mm. though the Nick Fury of now doesn't need a Dum Dum Dugan. Yeah. Like, uh, but anyway, uh, keep going down here. Oh yeah, I definitely love this one. John Wayhizel says a series of short films where Taskmaster is training sea less villains, <laughs> and then uh, White Steve Harvey, good old White Steve Harvey, brings up Fing Fang Foom, which is way too expensive a character to use. Like he's he's just a giant special effect. Uh, Cinosaur said Squirrel Girl or all, any of the Great Lakes Avengers. And then, a, lot of, a lot of big crime in Michigan. <laughs> uh, somebody said Agent Coulson, which don't you get enough of that guy? I mean, come on. Uh, um, and let's see. Oh, and then a short film this is the last one I read. Bladed Falcon. Sh- Wait, hold on. Agent Coulson has more screen time than any character in the Marvel. Yeah, yeah. I know. MCU. I don't. Yeah, we don't need Officially a short now. film of him. What episode are they up to? Ten. They're probably in 12, 13, 14. 12, 13. Yeah. So that's roughly six hours of television. <laughs> yeah. In addition to being in every movie. Uh. So. Oh. Uh, who said this here? Got to zoom in. Uh. Midna Majora. I get it. Brings up She-Hulk, and I'm just like, it reminds me, like, they should have the rights to She-Hulk. Where the hell is She-Hulk in all this? That's true. She could totally... It's weird. At the very least, if they make another Incredible Hulk solo film, which Mm -hmm. you got to think that's coming down the line in Phase 3, She-Hulk needs to be part of the mix. Have I I mentioned that on here? Like, reading my Disney blogs? They bought Disney, bought Marvel, blah, blah, blah. And The Avengers is doing great. Disney is a merchandising powerhouse. Hulk is outselling everything. Wow. And, and Every- why, why wouldn't it? Like, why wouldn't you as a kid? Hulk's I, awesome. I, I look at the fucking Lego set, and I don't want anything but Hulk. <laughs> uh, well, kids love Hulk because he's so big and loud, and he looks fun. But mopey teenagers it, like Hulk, too. It doesn't, it doesn't make it any easier to make a Hulk movie. Uh-huh. But if it goes right once, instant She-Hulk. Well, everybody instant loves... She-Hulk. Everybody loved to... Sh- Hulk so much in Avengers. I was surprised they didn't like fast track a Hulk solo film. I think, but they were talking about it. That happened. Avengers, the movie happened before Disney had really took an interest. Yeah. In it. yeah. So I, I have to imagine that kind of thing is coming. More yeah. Hulk is on the way. All right. So that was last week's question week. This week, you know, we've we've talked enough about Guardians of the Galaxy. So I'm going to mm-hmm. bring up a a totally unrelated thing. It's about comic books, not about a comic book movie. Neat. Uh, so Dan Slott 
had a big Twitter war with a guy who runs a comic book website called Bleeding Cool, which I use for a lot of uh, comic book I news told on the show. I will not resort to slot shaming on the show. <laughs> yeah. Well, so slot slot was the shaming this guy because mm-hmm. he uh, he was bringing up that the, it's a it's a UK run publication, or mm-hmm. most of its writers are in the UK. Oh yeah, big time. The issues are published first in the UK, mm-hmm. and he reports spoilers from the issues. Before they've even gone on sale in America, uh, in California at least, mm-hmm. on the West Coast time zone. And so Dan Slott was like, if you guys even like surprises at all, please don't write about this stuff the mm-hmm. day it happens. Let people go to the comic book store on the first day at least and buy it. And, you know, don't act like it's newsworthy just to spoil that, like, spoiler returned mm-hmm. at the end of... Uh, the most recent Batman comic, you know, and then the Bleeding Cool guy was and like, the "Spoiler!" Well, and the Bleeding Cool guy was like, "Hey, this is news. We're covering it for Newsworthy. Lots of other places were covering it, and like we put a bunch of spoiler tags in the headlines." So, my question to you guys is: Do you think it is fair that the day a massive news piece, a, a, a massive like status quo change or something happens? In a comic book, mm-hmm. do you think it's fair to report on it the same day it happened? Uh, I worked for a long time in a profession one would confuse with journalism. <laughs> as as my ethical... Ethically, I would never, ever, 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 ever talk about a story spoiler. I will not deny that it's news. But it, it, de- it defeats to me the enjoyment of the entire thing. I, I, I sit across from our buddy Chris at work... And he can't avoid spoilers of this nature. And we get in the conversations on things that we love, and we eventually, he's like, oh, you don't know what happens? Like, it always comes to that. You don't know what happens? I don't. Mm-hmm. Be quiet. And now we have to stop talking about this because <laughs> you've, been, you've been compromised. I think there is a time, there is a time thing to it. Mm-hmm. I think, like, in the fifth episode of uh, season 505 mm-hmm. of Community... Starts out with this great bit. The whole episode has a, a plot line mm-hmm. of spoiling things in a thing that is basically Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. And there's a bit in the beginning where yeah. they're talking about dragons. And then Britta, who has just started watching the first season, mm-hmm. she's like, oh, wait, I'm only in the first season. And then he's like, because you're three years behind, we have to pretend like we live in a world where dragons aren't in the show. I was like, yeah, I think That's there a, is a time there thing. Is, uh, there is a statute of limitations. Yeah. And I won't deny people who want to review things and spoil it not saying like i'm not condemning you i always wrote around that i never mm. i never ever would spoil something a, a detail like that that would be considered a spoiler i would never put a spoiler tag in anything i ever wrote because mm. i would never there would never be a spoiler contained therein i think with comics at least it is like all your competitors are writing about it and i see i can see just the i just for traffic or just to for your to get your site mm-hmm. views if everyone else is writing that, you know, Spider-Man's head exploded I, in the most recent comic, I, you need to do that. I mean too. to say that isn't like I'm not condemning the people who do. I it's not that and it's only because I understand there is strangely to me, very strangely, that I don't understand an audience who ravenously wants to consume the vital element of the very thing they plan to consume. Mm-hmm. I don't get that. And I and I, I do believe yeah. I, I'm a firm believer in experiencing the story with the rest of the world. But mm-hmm. reading a spoil like whatever the fuck is in at the end of the Captain America uh, credits, 
that that people Wouldn't are, you are want talking. to see it on day one? Yeah, just, like why I would you want to experience that with an audience? Because the there was something the that happened. There was some news. I, I wasn't quite paying attention because the second I sniffed, oh, there might be no nope, spoil. Might be I'm out. Yeah, was like the track list for the soundtrack or something. Leaked. Yeah, I I, <laughs> I helped Chris break that because oh. he read me one and I'm like, that's a Police Academy movie. And mm-hmm. the next one, that's a Police Academy movie. That was a fake. And they were all fucking police academy movies. And for some stupid reason, I remember every police academy <laughs> subtitle. If City like, Under Siege. City Under Siege. Mission, my, uh, my, Mission Miami. Uh, Citizens on Patrol. Um, Mission to <laughs> Moscow. And these were all the tracks oh, on, the Captain, on, on the leaked Captain America oh, soundtrack. That's, so that's pretty good. But that happens. Like We talked about the, we talked about the Ninja Turtles yeah. from a week ago. We talked mm-hmm. about two with... Um, uh, well, I, we didn't talk about this, but... PC gamer like mm-hmm. because they were they were sent mm-hmm. the official Titanfall mm-hmm. uh, art book and in there it reveals that they're it reveals something I'm not I almost said a spoiler if you didn't want to read it no it's how I put know, the but, book in my hand I don't I don't yeah, know what you're talking about but it revealed it revealed this thing that they have that they have very carefully not talked about in Titanfall coverage up to this point they the developers hadn't revealed and then it's just like a page in this art book that. Mm-hmm. I, I know they didn't. I, I have to imagine the developers didn't want people to find out that way, and so yeah, this and I think it is the same with comics. Like, at the very least, give people one day, and and I think at least Bleeding Cool is doing the right thing by putting like spoiler, spoiler, yes. spoiler in the headline. I mean, that's all you can do because it doesn't matter. Like it, it, it doesn't matter. Like if every if somehow every website agrees, then some dude who bought it's just going to twit pick it or like. Yeah, it all or like Instagram and, that, or and that's, whatever. That's, it's that's, like I don't really even write regularly anymore. But it's like everybody else is totally cool to do that. I would never do that. Yeah, like I don't, I don't the like, I, like I'm even like vaguely like sort of like I'm not even watching Raw or SmackDown mm-hmm. really. But I'll read the wrap ups like mm-hmm. kind of as they happen. But like I don't even want to look at Twitter during that time frame because. Like, apparently, like we've said before, like, mm-hmm. Thanos was trending on Twitter yeah. the whole day Avengers was out. And I'm like, I'm so glad I didn't even look. That, that's, yeah. that's because le- I had no clue it was coming. That's a lesson I've learned. Like, you know, this is going to, the, the new Captain America is going to premiere in a foreign market. And yeah. We just have to stay yeah. away. No, from, I'll just from, be offline. Like, nope. I don't, I don't want to. Now I look back at it, I'm shocked we were able to avoid Thanos finding out about him for so long. Like. Though people can listen to old episodes of this podcast yeah. and hear our frustration, my frustration at least at the time. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's a question out there. Like, uh, how do you feel about spoilers being revealed as news the day it happens in a comic book? I, I really didn't want to sound so. Con- I'm not condemning the people no, no. who write them or people who seek them out. I just don't understand how you enjoy the things you enjoy by learning those kind of details ahead of time. Yeah, doesn't that? I, that seems very strange. Yeah, well, especially with these with these movies. And in comic books, to a lesser extent, but especially the movies, it's like mm-hmm. it's become a. It's been so long since we've been able to actually enjoy something like this, yeah. where mm-hmm. a company can actually keep its secrets, yeah. deliver them all, and everyone in the room feels finds out at the same time. And sitting in the theater with a bunch of people who all give a shit and mm-hmm. all finding out the same mm-hmm. thing at the same time, well, and hearing everyone go. Well, <gasps> and with comic books, there will be more next week or next month. With with I mean, those movies, you've got to wait sometimes that's a whole another year for the next Marvel point. movie. But we, we but we were talking about it the other day that like J.J. Abrams Star Trek was partially ruined because they made a campaign to of, make it not to seeming. avoid a spoiler yeah. in the film which wouldn't have been ultimately been that big a deal but it does cheapen the film mm. 
this is John Walker. Yeah. yeah, if they had just said from the start it was Khan, we're like, yeah, it's Khan, of course. I can't by, wait by to see not, Cumberbatch's Khan. By not saying it was Khan and thinking they were tricking us, you're just like, no, you wouldn't hire Cumberbatch to be a dude you made up. Mm-hmm. This guy's Khan. Like, well, I think if you watch it again, knowing he's Khan, that detail is lost to you. Uh-huh. It doesn't really. It's not meaning. If you don't, when look he at finally it, goes, God, I hate, like, and I hate the way my secret, unknown only to me, I am the one they call <laughs> in certain circles of America <laughs> and the galaxy. <laughs> It's, 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 just, it's yeah. such an awful lead up and it doesn't work unless it plays into the way they marketed it Yeah, and that sucks it doesn't work as a product or as a, a standalone piece of art anymore and everybody's looking yes. at their clock no 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 uh, but this, I feel very strongly about this this has been a very long episode so I but, uh, but yeah answer that on the forums on lasertimepodcast.com in the comics discussion section flash forums guys it's the end of the show again, and that's the time right. for plugs. Plugs, later time, baby. We're back this week with the world of colorization, talking about art destroyed by its creators. Turnerization, uh, a little old blackface, just for good measure. Thanks, Hank. Oh, yeah, I showed you guys. Actually, I guess it's uh, it was just President's Day, which is time Abraham. for... Abraham. Good God. Finn Crosby really did have a great voice, though, man. It's, <laughs> it's hard to mimic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, VGEmpire.com VGEmpire Twitter Game Music Podcast We just did What did uh, we do? Legend of the Mystical Ninja episode oh, yeah. Was the most Woo. recent one As well as Prior to that was Persona And before that was Parappa and Umjammer But uh, we've done Streets of Rage We've done Zelda Ease Sonic Advance Wars Cavalcade of Sports Cavalcade of Sports uh, Even a year ago Roughly was the Rock and Wrestling episode As we wow. uh, lead into the, re- the Road to Wrestlemania One time we talked about Dogfight from Ace Combat Assault Horizon uh, speaking of road, Best of 2011 right. Speaking of Road to Wrestlemania Cheap Popcast Another episode coming soon Because Probably. of Elimination Chamber But mm-hmm. listen to the previous one About Royal Rumble And Game Apocalypse mm-hmm. 50 episodes strong At this point uh, uh, talking all about criminals this week, I believe. By the way, do you remember all those Looney Tunes cartoons? Like, there were five Looney Tunes cartoons that were in rotation when we were kids that were about the rivalry between Bing Crosby and Frank Sinatra. Absolutely, yes. There were so many yes. of them. It was so weird. I like, remember I'd ask my parents my, for some my context. Had... I get it. But then, like... <sighs> but I also was like... The, so the jokes about the Frank Sinatra bird in this thing is that he's skinny because yeah. Frank Sinatra he was never fat when we were kids, but <laughs> we, he was. We, we he never knew skinny. a skinny Sinatra. Yeah. He's not skinny to us. It's it's sort of like imagine if you had a fifteen year old right now <laughs> and had to explain to him anything that happened in the second season of South Park. <laughs> it would be it would be incredibly bizarre. So there was a person named Janet Reno. <laughs> Sean Carey once ran for president. Man, do you remember Terry Schiavo? Terry Schiavo. That's such a great episode. And it's also we'd have to explain. I well, didn't even know there was, but of course there is. But it's also the PSP but no, episode. That, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, but no, it's, that's not even his data. There are ones from the Clinton administration. Yeah, yeah. Wow. There, are the yeah. There's the Ellie and Gonzalez episode, <laughs> but with the uh, the Cirque du Soleil style. Uh, kids. Anyway, yeah, so yeah, forums, lasertimepodcast.com, all those things we talked about, and we'll talk to you next week. Excelsior! Excelsior.